Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. God bless you. God bless you. Today we begin a brand new series I'm calling Relentless Grace, God's Power to Live Free. And we're going to go about six weeks on that. I will take my time so that the truth will really be cemented in our hearts and our minds. And, and so today I want to bring part one of our series, How God Heals our brokenness uh, and the key verse uh, for this series uh, next six weeks or so is uh, Ephesians 4 7 Ephesians 4 7 right there on the screen uh, in your sermon outline read that with me it says to each one of us grace has been given as Christ has apportioned it and you don't have to beg for it you don't even have to pray for it it says God has given you an apportionment of his grace each one of us, every child of God, is one of the benefits that God gives to us, his grace. Not earned, not deserved. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to bribe God. It is there for your receiving, for your action, and for your application into your life. And so today, I want us to look at God's healing grace uh, that uh, heals us of our brokenness. Now, we come to this world that is not perfect. Will you agree with that? It's a broken world. And so every single one of us, the minute we enter this world, that we are not the same. We are broken. Uh, there is sadness. There is sorrow. There is sin. There is wickedness. There are mistakes. There are problems. There are troubles in this world. And all that sticks to us. And so as humans living in a broken planet... In an imperfect world where we ourselves and everyone around and about us is imperfect, we are all broken. And all these things clog our mind and our heart where we are by ourselves incapable of living the abundant life that God has given us. We live life of brokenness. We are living, looking behind us, wondering, this is what somebody said, this is what somebody did, this is what I went through, this is the failure that I had, the mistakes that I had, the problem that happened, and we are not living the freedom that God has given us. But God says, hey, I want you to know this, that I am your God who has saved you and has given you the capacity, the resource, so that you can live in freedom by healing your brokenness. And this is an amazing portion of Scripture that God tells us in Psalm 147 verse 3 it says what God heals the brokenhearted and he what he binds up their wounds this is an awesome promise that all of us can use because all of us have hurts one of the things that I've learned in ministry is that nobody sails through life everyone has problems will continue to have problems everyone has hurts and we are all broken people and everyone has hidden wounds Everyone has been hurt, been wounded, has failed, has had mistakes, have had discouragement, disappointment in life. And so we are broken vessels. And everybody has emotional scars that sometimes you don't even know you have it. Others don't know you have it, but you've got it embedded in your life. And God says, I have come to heal your broken heart. The kind of stuff that has caused you to put a pause on life, the kind of stuff that will cause you to look at people a little differently the kind of stuff that every day you wake up even though nothing has happened in that day you are bringing the baggage of yesterday the baggage of yesteryear into a brand new day and so this day is already has been shot 
I mean, nothing really good can happen if you are really carrying a sack of potato of failures, of sickness, of sadness, of wickedness, of hurts, of sin, of mistakes in your life. And God says, I have come to heal that, heal that brokenness and to bind up your wounds so that when you know this truth and you receive it, you will live the life of freedom that I've purchased by my blood for you. God's healing grace. And so how does God heal our brokenness? This is profound. This is profound. How does God heal our, our brokenness? Hear this. God heals our brokenness. Hear this. By what? Changing the way we think. The brain that God gives us is a very unique organ that God has given us. It's a unique resource that God has given us. It is a repository. The brain basically stores everything that has happened. It doesn't discriminate between good or bad. But it's, it's, it's up to us to be able to filter it out and focus on the things that are pertinent and relevant to God's destiny for our life. He says, he says, I heal your brokenness by changing the way you think. So you're not walking around with the false, the baggage, the hardships, the hurts, the fears, the concerns, the sin, the wickedness, the, all the problems of yesteryear. I heal you by changing the way you think. By changing the way you think. And look at how God puts it in Romans, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. There are people today who are running around looking for breakthrough, 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 and the answer is right in receiving what God says about you and forgetting everything that you are holding on to. Look at Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. Here's God speaking. God is, he says what? He says what? Let God transform you, hear this, into a new person by what? Changing the way you think. How could you be transformed into a new person? How can you be that new redeemed person that God has purchased as blood for you? How can you live the life of breakthrough? How can you live the life of redemption? How can you live the life of blessing? By what? God says, I, will tr I transform you into a brand new person. By what? Changing the way you think. It seems so simple and yet it's so profound. There are people who are going through all night press. And after that, they are still carrying the baggage, the sin, the mistakes, the problems, the wickedness, the trouble of yesteryear. They are prayed, oh, but they are not appropriating this new person. Because they are not changing the way they think in accordance to what God says about them. Hello? Prayer isn't going to change that. Fasting isn't going to change that. A new job isn't going to change that. Brand new car isn't going to change that. Getting into a new relationship isn't going to change that. It is up to you to be able to accept that God has set me free. This is what God says about me. I receive it. And so I'm going to reject what happened yesterday. What somebody said. My sin. My sadness. My problems. The wickedness of others. I'm going to let it go. Because that's not going to make me the new person that God says I am. Let God transform your life into a new person. How? By changing the way you think. And the Bible is saying this, that what? Your beliefs determine your behavior. He's saying the way you think determines the way you act. Thoughts 
influence your feelings, your feelings drive your actions. You say, well, I feel this way. How do you feel this way? Because of what you are thinking. So the fact that you are feeling a certain way doesn't make it right if the thoughts are wrong. Because your thoughts is what fed into your feelings. And your feelings is not always right. Hello? Your feelings can easily be manipulated. That's why people get manipulated. Marketers are great at manipulating feelings with nice commercials, with, 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 with artistry, with great videos, with the way they package stuff, the way they position stuff, the way they portray that. And God is saying, hey, 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 listen to what I say and receive it. And that is a game changer. This is profound. You should never say this is the way God made me. When it's not in accordance with God's word. As a person thinks in their heart, so they are. So you are what you are. Scared, confused, worried, afraid, or passionate, driven, loving, kind, merciful because of the thoughts that you are thinking. And so to change your life, you got to change your thoughts. To change who you are, you got to get to the root of it. Nothing on the outside can affect what's on the inside. You can put a lipstick on a pig and change what a pig is. Hello! (laughs) A tiger cannot change its stripes. It is what it is on the inside. As a person thinks, so he is. And so, for you to be a new person, a better person, a transformed person, a victorious person, a person who is living in victory, is what? You got to change the way you think. See if you agree with this. If you see yourself as a loser, you're going to tend to feel like you're a loser in life. You keep telling yourself, I can't do anything right. You keep telling yourself, I'm so dumb. The way you see yourself is the way you feel. If you don't see yourself as a creative person, you won't create much in life. You won't even try creating something because you don't see, oh, as for me, I'm never creative. And so you will even dismiss the hint of it. What happens if you see yourself a failure? If you see yourself a failure, you will tend to reinforce. You will tend to reinforce how, how, how that feels to you. It's very simple. The Bible says, Your beliefs determine your behaviors and the way you think determines the way you act. And so God is saying, hey, let God, let God change begins when you allow God to transform the way you think. Allow God to mold your thoughts. Allow God to be the change in your mind, in your perception, in your worldview, in your thoughts. Then you become a new person. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Let God change the way you think. Then you will become a new person, a better person. Glory to Almighty God. The problem is that some some people have wrong beliefs. Their beliefs are false. 
their viewpoint, their worldview of life, their relationship with God, their relationship with people, their relationship on the job, their relationship in their marriage, just, just, the, just the way they view things is, is erroneous, is mistaken. We as humans pick up all kinds of wrong, erroneous beliefs by growing up. But God is saying, hey, I'm the God who heals your broken heart and I'm the God who binds your wounds and the way I do that is what? I want to change the way you think so you can become a new person. I want to change the way you think so that you can become what? A better person, a stronger person. Glory to Almighty God. Because the way you think, if your thoughts are false, you will become a weaker person. It doesn't matter how many times you go to church. It doesn't matter how, how much you tight. It doesn't matter how, how long you pray every day. It doesn't matter because your thoughts control who you are. So what I want to do this week, and God willing next week, is walk you through how God heals our brokenness, how God transforms us into a new person, a better person, by changing the way we think. Oh, my brother, my sister, you want to take note of this message and come back next week and go, back to, our ch- go to our church website and watch this video over and over again. For those of you who are comfortable with podcasts, our messages are also on podcasts. You can get them on Apple Podcasts. You can get them on Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Pandora Podcasts. You can get them on Stitcher Podcasts. You can go to our church website, favoritelife.org, and then watch these messages over and over again and let it get burned into your mind so that you can see yourself the way God sees you. And if you grasp these truths, I guarantee you that this will be the most important season in your life. You will have life change, transformative life change, transformative life change. And this will free you from all those scars. Free you from all those hidden wounds. Free you from all the words and the thoughts and the actions and your own failures and your own fears and your own perception and viewpoints of life. You will be a new person in Christ. Transformed, redeemed, healed, empowered, courageous, and victorious. Living the abundant life. That heals our brokenness by changing the way we think. By changing the way we think. (laughs) So how does God do that? He says, I've given you my grace. Every one of us, you have an apportionment of God's grace. The first is this. The way God heals our brokenness is this. Is this, that God says to you and I that we are acceptable. So because of God's grace, say that with me, I'm what? Acceptable. One more time, I am acceptable. That's a pretty great place to start off. A great place to start off because most people spend their entire life trying to be accepted by others and it doesn't work. I want to be accepted by my co-workers. I want to be accepted by my boss. I want to be accepted by my customers. I want to be accepted by my spouse. I want to be accepted by my, my kids. I want to be excited by, by, by my neighbors, my parents. Some of them are dead and gone. And you are still working for the acceptance. And guess what? Human acceptance will always fail you. And because of that, you're going to be carrying that baggage in your mind that you are not enough. You're not good enough. 
And God says, stop. Stop right there and understand this. The healing to your brokenness comes from realization that Almighty God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who is greater than all, has accepted you. Listen, this is innate. This is to become human. As humans, we want to be accepted. As a little girl, a little boy, we want to be accepted by our mama or dad. Guess what? That's why when there's a problem at home as a little girl, a little boy growing up, when something is going on with that adult figure in your life, you're not the same, right? Right? You see, kids will be crying. crying. What's happened? Because my mom says they don't like me anymore. I got a problem with my boyfriend or my girlfriend. I got a problem with my husband. I got this issue going on. We want to be accepted. We live for acceptance. Even some are still looking for acceptance from their enemies. Where does envy come from? Envy comes from wanting to be accepted by people. Total strangers. And God is saying, you will never get it to the extent that it will change your life. But receive and accept God's, God's, oh my Lord, acceptance. Do you know that the drive behind many of the things you do in life is to seek acceptance? You ask yourself, why do I dress the way I do? It's to seek acceptance. Everything you do, the kind of car you drive, the kind of house you live in, or the apartment, the area you live in, the career you choose, many other things you do because you want to be accepted by people. And people go to lunch and do crazy things just to feel accepted by somebody. But Jesus tells us that the issue and that innate whole to be accepted every single one of us have it every single one of us have is that is settled it is settled forever when you accept god's acceptance of your life look at what the bible says in romans 15 7 oh this will change your life if you receive it read that with me therefore accept each other just as christ has accepted you so that god will be given glory he says god has accepted you god has what Tell somebody, God has accepted me. Tell somebody, God has what? Accepted me. Period. Period. No ends, no if. No, I don't have to prove anything to you. Don't have to live to anyone's standards. God has accepted me. Period. Glory to God. Your anxiety all of a sudden goes way, 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 way down. Your, your, your doubt, your fear, your mistakes, your sin, your sadness, your sorrow, your trouble. Everything goes way, way down. Because you are what? Accepted by God. We know what that means as humans. You meet somebody, you shake their hand. It's what? It's a sign of acceptance. You wave at them. It's a sign of acceptance. You smile at them. It's a sign of acceptance. If you don't shake their hand or smile at them, it means you don't accept them. And they feel it. They know. Oh, I saw this person. I know. They didn't even bother to look at me. I said hello to them. They didn't even respond. They are what? They, they are what? They are basically disregarding me. And, and we want it. We crave it. We need it. And God is saying, hey, search no further. It is settled. God has accepted you. One more time. God has accepted you. There is no condition. 
it doesn't say Christ will accept you if you promise to be perfect. It doesn't say Christ will accept you if you keep the Ten Commandments. No, it's unconditional because it's based on God's what grace, not your performance. If you have accepted Jesus Christ into your life, if you've stepped across the line, you're on God's side. If you've asked God to bring you into his family, realize this, that I am forever accepted by God without any conditions. <laughs> oh, look at what the Bible says, First Peter 2.9. 1 Peter 2.9, look at this. It says, you... As a child of God has been what? Chosen by God himself. You are God's very own. See how powerful this is? Feeling of low self-esteem goes bye-bye. Chosen by God. <laughs> Because of his grace. Now, when you first got a job and you got a call or you had an interview and they told you that, hey, when can you start? How do you feel being chosen to start a new job? You feel pretty good, isn't that? When I went to the American Embassy and they looked at my passport and they said, where's your ticket? And they stamped it, gave me a visa. I walked out of there feeling like, wow, I've been chosen to go to the United States. It must be really good. Being chosen is a big deal. I used to play sports. And when the coach comes in and picks up the roster of those who are going to play in the game, and they say, you are going to play in that game. You've been chosen among all the others, all the others, to go play in that game. How does it feel? You feel good. You've been chosen. Wow, it's a feeling. There's a badge of acceptance that feels good. I'm sure ladies, when you were dating the guy who was being nice to you and looking at you in good ways that made you feel good, and then we finally asked you, would you marry me? You felt good that, wow, I've been chosen. I've been chosen. How should it feel when God is speaking to you that you have been chosen by God himself? You are God's very own. That will wash every feeling of failure, of mistakes, of imperfection, feeling of low self-esteem, feeling that you don't count, feeling of, oh, because of my age, because of my race, because of my credit report, because of my bank account, because of my education, yada, 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 yada. Gone, bye-bye. It doesn't matter. Because of my sickness, because of all the, all the bad things I've done in the past. Oh, yes, God knows everything you've done in the past, you are doing and will do, and still he has chosen you himself to be his very own. Oh, maybe someone in the sound of my voice. You grew up with an unpleasable people in your life. They were calling you names. They never took care of you. You didn't have that warm, fuzzy relationship, maybe with a parent, a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, an aunt, an uncle. No matter what you did, you weren't good enough. 
you just didn't feel that acceptance from a home front some of you today are still trying to earn that approval and acceptance of others let me say something very very important to you you don't need it you don't need the approval of anybody hello you don't need it you don't need it you don't need any human beings approval to be happy in life there are 12 billion people in this world it's okay if a few people just a few people don't like you there are plenty other people who accept you and love you and not judge you and not hold you to a standard that they themselves cannot keep but here's the tops here's the tops you have been chosen by god himself and you are god's very own look at what david says look at what david says and you ought to receive this and sink that into your life and that will transform you into a new person psalm 27 verse 10 says what even if my own mother and father forsake me the lord will receive me so what so what if my mom my dad my brother my sister my husband, my child, my, my boss, my co-worker, my stranger doesn't accept me. It doesn't matter. I'm chosen by God. I'm acceptable by God. That's all I need. I'm cool. I'm good. Glory to Almighty God. You see, you see, oh my goodness. God says, I, I will transform your life. I will heal your brokenness by changing the way you think. The way, if you glory to God, that erroneous thoughts that's causing you to feel a certain kind of way is the reason why you are acting all weird. And you are carrying this brokenness from since you were a child to your teenage age right here when you went to school every place you go you've moved from city to city job to job and you have not changed you're not a new person because your thoughts have not been changed god says i will heal your brokenness i'll make you a new person by changing the way you think number one because of my grace you are what acceptable case closed Case what? <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> no more, no more, no more. No more looking to clothes. No more looking to fashion. No more basing my, my, <laughs> my self-worth on the food I eat, the clothes I wear, the place I go, the job I have, what I don't have or don't have, who likes me. Who, no more, no more, no more, no more, no more, no more. To heal our brokenness, God says, I have accepted you. But God doesn't leave it there. Amen. His relentless grace heals our brokenness. Hear this. Because of God's grace, I am what? Valuable. One more time, I'm what? Valuable. Say that again, I'm what? Valuable. In other words, I'm worth something. How much do you think you're worth? Because your self-worth determines the way you see yourself, determines the way you value yourself. How much do you think you were worth? I'm not talking about your net worth. I'm not talking about how much your clothes cost. I'm not talking about how much you pay for your apartment or how much your home costs. I'm not talking about the, the, the price of your car. It doesn't matter doesn't matter 
Bible says a person's life doesn't consist of the abundance of their possessions. I'm talking about how much you value yourself as a human being. Because God has placed a value on you. And that will make a huge difference if you accept God's value, God's premium on your life. Now, walk with me here. Let's, let's go through this. This journey here. You know, the value of anything is determined by two things. The value of anything, one, is determined by who owns it, and two, what somebody will pay for it. So the value of something, number one, <coughs> number one, is determined by ownership. We all know that something that's owned by a celebrity is far more valuable than something owned by one of us. Right? Right? So the owner of something adds value to something. Let me ask you a question. If that's the case, who do you belong to? Because your value is determined by who owns you. Who do you belong to? Because ownership determines self-worth. Ownership determines self-worth. So naturally you think that the, the, the children or grandchildren of Queen Elizabeth will feel a certain kind of self-worth than the children of commoners. Right? That's why sometimes people ask you, where are you from? So they're trying to determine your self-worth. I always tell them, I'm, I'm from Maryland. I'm in Maryland. Where, where are you from? From Maryland. Case closed. No, no feather. I mean, try that. When people are trying to judge you by where you come from, don't tell them your little town or village that you, you were born in. Tell, I'm from Maryland. Where in Maryland? Severn. Kiss close. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Oh, sometimes they ask me, I mean, what do you do? I tell you, the other day we try, what do you do? I say, I'm a dentist. <laughs> my, wife, my wife looks at me and says, you are lying. I says, I'm just trying to shut them down. Because they're trying to determine your self-worth by asking you, what do you do? Where do you work? I'm a dentist. So, so ownership determines value, self-value in human terms. But God is saying you are what valuable. And so you ought to know this. You ought to know this. You ought to do this and feel valuable and feel valuable. And that will cause what? Cause you. It will heal your brokenness. Look at what the Bible says in 1 John 4. 1 John 4. 4. It says what? You belong to God. Stop. One more time. You belong to who? You belong to who? You belong to who? You belong to who? You belong to God. Say, I belong to God. I belong to God. It doesn't matter where you come from. But since you became a child of God, you have been changed. You have been changed. Your destiny has been changed. You belong to God. It doesn't matter your last name. It doesn't matter what town you came from. It is better. It trumps. It far exceeds where you came from. Your destiny has been changed. You belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the World. Glory to Almighty God. 
You've been adapted, adapted into the family of God. You are a child of God, belonging to Almighty God. You ought to live with your head held high. All your mistakes, your failures, your sorrow, your sadness, your trouble, your sickness, it doesn't matter the size of your bank account. It has gone bye-bye. It should have no, no, no effect on the way you think, the way you feel, and the way you act. You ought to feel and act like a child of Almighty God, a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Glory to Almighty God! The devil doesn't want you to realize this. He wants you to take, oh, as for us, that's what we do. We are Africans, so that's what we do. We are so-and-so. And we are always lowering the bar, lowering the bar, lowering the bar, looking at ourselves small, 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 small. And God is saying, quit, quit, quit thinking small. Quit looking at things based on your past. You are a child of the most high God. You belong to God. Drum that I, 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 I wish I could beat this drum in your heart and your mind to erase all the low self-esteem that is clogging you and causing you to live in your brokenness and in your past in your failures, in your sickness in your wounds, in your hurts in everything bad and terrible that's ever happened to you it should go bye bye God says you are valuable because you belong to him and because of that he says you've already won the victory we sung a song that God is already what? fighting for us right? Therefore, every high mountain has come down. Every low valley has been lifted up. Because God's spirit within you, you're not the same. (laughs) It's greater than anything that is in the world. So, number one, your value is based on who, who owns you. Self worth has everything to do with who you belong to. Right? When my child comes and says, I'm so afraid, I'm so afraid. I look at her and says, you are a pra. Pras are not afraid. I can never do this. You are a pra. Pras. You can do everything through Christ that strengthens us. And I want to drum that beat in her. That is who you are. The devil will come and frighten you. That I will chase you down. I will hurt you. I will kill you. And you ought to look at him and laugh him off. He says, you don't know who I belong to. You know who my dad is. You don't know who is in my life. You don't know who loves me, who cares for me. You don't know. You don't know who's holding my hand. You, I belong to God. And so if you mess with me, you are messing with who? God. And God has already told me, I've already won the victory. Victory over evil. Because the evil in the world is smaller than the, the spirit of Jesus. The spirit of God in my heart. Therefore, I'm valuable. I am what? Valuable. Let God transform your life into a new person by changing the way you think. Self-worth has everything to do with number one, who owns ownership. Secondly, you see, what someone is willing to pay for something determines its value, right? So we think that what? 
Price means value. That's what the marketers tell us. Right? You go to the market and you see one thing that costs less and one thing that costs more. Automatically you think, oh, it costs more because it's more valuable. It's quality. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Right? (laughs) Oh, my brother here raised horses. If you have a champion race, a horse that is racing, the ticket is a little bit higher than right a no-name horse right <laughs> if you're going to go to a concert a, 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 a well-known I mean, musician famous musician the concert tickets are going to be more than someone who plays in the garage band <laughs> right go to a restaurant a filet mignon meal filet mignon meal it's going to cost more than hot dogs or hamburger so price has something to do with value what people are willing to pay for it and so marketers are always trying to figure out what price should we put on this to be able to portray its value <laughs> God comes to you <laughs> and says if you have accepted Christ as your Savior you have God's gift of grace and God has put you in his family now all of a sudden you belong to God and so because you belong to God you are valuable you are priceless and one of the reasons why you are priceless is because of how much Christ paid for your life look at this 1st Corinthians seven twenty-three. You have been bought and paid for by Christ, so you belong to him. Be free from all these earthly prides and fears. Oh, you don't know where I come from. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know my mom. You don't know my dad. You don't know this. You don't know my brother. You don't know my sister. Just be free. Be free from everything that will settle you down. Everything that will chain you to your past. Everything that will chain you to the brokenness of this world. You've been made free. Why? Because you were bought and paid for by by the precious, the precious, the precious blood of Jesus. Glory to God. That's how much, how much value value god has invested in you the new living translation of this verse says god has paid a high price for you so don't be enslaved by this world <laughs> be free from all know the word all be free from all every earthly pride every earthly fear every earthly contamination corruption failure challenge weakness sin sadness sorrow and walls it says be made free from it why because you're valuable you are what valuable the greatest price or ransom ever paid the greatest ransom price ever paid in life was when Jesus paid for your sins. 
you were bought with a high price. When God himself stepped into this world as a human being and exchanged his own son for you. But that guy is saying you are valuable enough that I will give my own son to die for you. That's how much valuable you are. And if you want to know how valuable you are, look at the cross. When Jesus stretched his arms, he says, this is how valuable you are to me. You, this much, my life. And so, when any, when, and so when anything in your life speaks to you that you are worthless, you don't amount to much, you tell your heart and your mind that they are dead wrong. And you even speak to yourself, stop thinking like this. Stop thinking like this. I belong to God. And his spirit lives in me. And greater is a spirit in me than anything in the world. I've been bought and paid by the precious blood of Christ. I belong to him. So I've been set free from every earthly issue. Every earthly issue. I've been free from it. I'm not tied to anything of this world. I'm not tied to anything of this world. So my brokenness is healed. My past mistakes has been removed. My guilt, my shame, my fear, my doubt. Anything that we want to glory to God, make me feel inferior. I knock it off. I shake it off. I speak that out of my life. Because I belong to Christ. And he's paid such a valuable price for me, therefore... I'm valuable in the eyes of God and that's all that matters to me. That's all that matters to me. <laughs> Look at what God says in Isaiah 43 verse 4. Isaiah 43 verse 4. God says this. He says what? You are what? Precious. One more time. You are what? Precious to me. Hello. You are what? Honored and I love you. Do you see this? Never think yourself you are this small. Don't judge yourself based on your education, your race, your age, your background, your bank account, your past, your present, or your future, or anyone that you are connected with. Don't ever judge yourself by way of your, your, your gender. You say, I'm a female, I'm a male, I'm black, I'm white. No! You are precious to God. You are honored, and God loves you. God loves you, and He's placed a premium on your life. You are honored by God. And you walk with your every day that God gives you breath and leaves you here on this earth. You ought to thank God that God you've given me life. And so this world belongs to my father. This world belongs to my daddy. And he's accepted me and he says I'm valuable. That's it. That's it. Now I'm ready to live. The destiny life is given to me. Now I'm ready to live. To become all that he's set of my life. I'm ready for him to take me places I've never been. Start new things that have never happened. Even where I failed in the past. God is about to do a new thing. Oh, am I preaching to myself today? Oh, God says you are acceptable. He says you are valuable. 
and your healing, your renewal begins, continues. It is solidified when you begin to accept these truths. There are three more that I'll share with you next week. But today, I want you, today and this week, begin to model it over, begin to conceptualize what does it mean to me that I'm accepted by God? What does it mean to me that I'm valuable by Almighty God? It means I'm not my past. I'm not my tradition. I'm not the language I speak. I'm not my paycheck. I'm not my race. I'm not my gender. I belong to Almighty God. God cares and loves me so deeply. And so I will take it to heart and I'll think the way God thinks of me. I will feel the way God thinks of me. And I'll begin to act the way God says of me. Let me close on this note and then we're going to, we're going to continue this message next week. I've got three more to add to that. But wherever you are, receive this. That if you're a child of God, if you have accepted His grace, His salvation, you are acceptable by God and you are valuable by God. And so here's what, here's what God tells you. Look at Isaiah 118. Let me close on this. God says, hey, <laughs> come. Let's do what? Let's do what? <laughs> Let's talk this over, says the Lord. No matter how deep the stain of your sins, I can take it out and make you as clean as what? Freshly fallen snow. See, God speaks in pictures. He's sometimes he talks in parables. He wants to put that picture. He says, no matter your past, no matter your brokenness, no matter your sin, no matter your weakness, no matter your failure, no matter the threats and the dangers that you are going through in your life, no matter that stain, it's a stain in your life. Every one of us have stains in their lives. He says, no matter, no matter, no matter, no matter, no matter how long, how deep, how wide it is, no matter that stain in your life, I can Take it out and make you as clean as a freshly fallen snow. You can have a brand new life. You can start afresh. You don't have to live the way things have been in the past. Glory to Almighty God. You don't have to clog your mind with all the mistakes, all the sin, all the failures, all the weaknesses, all the past challenges that you've been through. God says, I'm about to start something new. I will heal your brokenness. I will change your life. I will transform you. Come, let's talk it over. You are hearing God talking over to you today. He says, here, 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 here. You are valuable. You are acceptable. 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 You are valuable. Say that to yourself. I'm valuable. I'm acceptable. But Almighty God, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Father God, make all things new in the lives of your people as they have come to visit you. Break every chain. Tear down every wall. Empower your people, Lord God. Open your eyes to see, to hear what you are already doing in their life. What doors you have opened and give them the courage to walk through those doors boldly, courageously, fearlessly. From here on, oh God, my Lord, let your people hear your voice and give them the heart to say yes to your will. No matter how strange it is, Lord God, give your people the appetite, the, the, the zest to do what you say you will do all and have done in their life and take them to places they've never been. Bless your people, mighty God. 
bless your people mighty good in this season of their life lord god almighty bring them up higher bring them up higher jesus oh my lord you say you remove their stains you say oh god my lord like fresh snow that falls bring about renewal revival transformation miracles productivity effectiveness in the life of your people we love you we thank you mighty king in jesus name amen if you've not received christ as your savior oh why wait you've heard these benefits that only belong to god's children who are whose lives have been purchased by the blood of jesus why don't you open your heart today to jesus and make him your lord and savior so that you too can receive this benefit this transformed life it's very simple it says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him will have everlasting life. What does everlasting life mean? It means God's own life in your life. Let me pray with you. The words doesn't mean anything, but it's your faith, your heart that is connected with it that will make you a child of God today. And you will receive this grace that we've talked about. Pray with me. Jesus, I thank you. You've loved me so much to die for my sins. Today, I really mean it. Be my Lord and Savior. Save me from all my past, all my sins, and make me a new person. I've heard your word that when I come to you and ask you, which I am now, you remove all my stains and you give me a fresh start in life. I want it. Take over my life. Change my life in line with your good purposes. Help me, Lord, to trust you, to love you, and to follow you for the rest of my life until I see you face to face. And please, Lord, in heaven where you are, I would like to be with you forever one day. So when my time comes to leave this world, come and take me to heaven to be with you forever. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen.